episode 41 of the Press Pass podcast presented by the Press Republican. I am sports editor Joey LaFranca, along with night editor Ben Rowe. No Jolo this week. Joe just decided to go on what, a two-day vacation, Ben? He went up to Jellystone Park and brought a couple of picnic baskets. Oh, picnic basket for Yogi <laughs> and Boo-Boo. <laughs> That's, yeah, what what happened? I, I, I still don't exactly know where he went. I, I he's He texted me a photo at one point. It looked like he was in Tupper Lake, but... I forget where he's in some, you know, a secret spot. He can't secret. reveal where. Well, he tweet. I mean, it's not like he's completely hiding his location because he did tweet out a photo uh, last night of him by a fire or something like that. So That's true. Also, I think that was just him trying to show off his manliness. Also, he's still checking his phone, so he definitely hasn't gone wild quite yet. That's true. That's true. It's like, That's... you know, when you're going camping in the year 2021, you really should just, like, leave the phones home. I really think it says a lot, though, that like Joe can just decide to go on a two-week, I mean, a two-day, two-day break, two-day yes. <laughs> two, two break, and like really in the heart of some very chaotic times. And it's you true. and I, along with everybody else, is able to hold everything together. I think yeah. that. I think that. I don't know if that. I think that speaks volumes to us, but maybe I don't know. Maybe that's a little bad on for Jolo too. That, that, that's that, true. That, I mean, that, that could be a bad sign. Figure, you know. What, the, the capital gets invaded again today or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Who knows what happens? It's not good. But <laughs> one thing for sure is it's hot. Very, very mm-hmm. hot. And it's been hot all week, but I've got my flamingo shirt on today. What do you think? I, this is only like the second time I think I've broken this out this year. I like the, um, you don't often see black incorporated into Hawaiian shirts that often. But That's when you why, do, it's really So it's for really people nice. listening to describe, if you haven't, like, if you, I, I have posted a photo with me wearing the shirt in the past, but it's a black shirt and it has pink flamingos on it. And the pink is obviously really brought out by the black. So I think it's a really good look um, in that combo. But with it being so hot and whatnot, got to rock the Hawaiian shirts. I mean, nice little breathable polyester shirts. You can't go wrong. Why not a nice, like bright white one like well that would be cool too but my my uh, my issue with white is i always get paranoid because i always feel like i'm going to spill something on yes. it or something like that and then i'm going to look like a fool now if i spill something on this shirt you're probably not going to be able to tell because it's mostly black that's true so it's that's like, my thought process when that happens is that a stain or a flower <laughs> yeah and white i don't know i'm just not a big fan of like wearing white shirts much i don't think i really own like a, a I actually for sure i don't own i have like white t-shirts but i don't own a white dress shirt or any type of white polo or anything like that I mean, am I thinking of the wrong movie? Oh, no. I thought one of the guys in The Hangover wore, like, a, a white, um, <laughs> like, Hawaiian shirt. It's, it's, a, it's a choice of a look. It's a power move to wear a completely white Yeah, it, it's very, it's very, it's a very clean <laughs> type of look, which is always interesting. Um, but, but for some reason, thinking of nature, I need to tell a story. Yeah, go ahead. So, well, I mean, Joe's not here, so somebody has to tell a random that's story. That's true. So the other morning, around, like, 7.30. Yeah. I was laying in bed, and I felt something crawling on my leg. Now, as comes with the season, I've been having ant issues lately around oh, the house. that's so not good. Bought ant traps. It's, it's been pretty good. So my mind immediately went, dang it, the ants are in my bedroom now. <laughs> <laughs> so I reached down, and I try and, like, swat it away. Yep. And then I realized it's a bit bigger than an ant. And so I'm like, well, it must be like... You know, a beetle or something. Yeah, I mean, one I'm, of those stink bug type of things. Yes, maybe? exactly. Sure. Yes, as I live, you know, out in the countryside, so Beekman Town, and so you know, bugs get around. Um, of so course. naturally, you know, being in a being in a kind of grumpy mood, being woken up, I think, all right, you know, I'll, I'll just squish it. 
So I, I used the pincer fingers, and I try and just crush it with all my human power. Oh, God. And then all of a sudden, I feel like this burning in me. I'm like, ah, ah. And then I, and it started to go crazy. Was and it that's, a bee? Yes, it was a wasp. You got stung, you got stung by the wasp. <laughs> I did, because oh. it, it clearly didn't enjoy trying to be crushed. No, so it was like, oh. Why did you go with the finger root? That's what I want to know. That's alarming it's, to me. Yeah, well, it's a good way of just like pinching down on the, the harsh exoskeleton <laughs> of a bug, and then you're done. But clearly the wasp was like, oh, you want a piece of this? <laughs> and so then I obviously I scrambled up <laughs> to get my sure. leg away from it. Yeah. And that's when I flipped on the light, and I'm like, oh, God. It's And luckily I had disabled it. It was just kind of like crawling around on there. Right. But then I tried to squish it with a pillow, and I realized, actually, squishing a bug against a pillow in a bed, it's not really going to squish it. <laughs> no. And then I'm like, God, what if I lose it in my pillows? And then what like, <laughs> time? I, I, might, I might have not heard this part. What time was this when this all happened? 7.30. In the morning. morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, that's like, for, for people who don't know, like, that's like prime sleeping hours for, for you and I it on is. our schedules. And so, and eventually I swept it onto the floor and crushed it with something, some box or something. But then I realized that it's been years since I've been stung by anything. And man, it's like, there's no joke. The, the <laughs> it, it stung for a while. I haven't been stung often. The first, the first, I'll tell this story though. The first time I ever got stung, it was very strange, like how it happened. So I was swimming in my grandparents' pool mm-hmm. and I went underwater. Mm-hmm. And then I like emerged, Uh-oh. or whatever you call that. And there was like a bee that was literally just yes. hanging right over the water, and it was right on my top of my head. Mm-hmm. It really hurt, like because mm-hmm. your top of your head's so sensitive, anyways. So that was awful. And my mom, because my mom was with me at my grandparents' house, and my mom said, like, I probably was like eight or nine years old, mm-hmm. and uh, she's like, "All right, no problem. We'll, like, let's get you inside." And she put meat tenderizer on it. And that made it feel a lot better. So whatever's a meat tenderizer, um, obviously like salts and seasonings mm-hmm. and stuff like that, it really helped a lot. But yeah, I mean, that was a very unpleasant, for the first time to get stung too, you don't even know what it feels like. So I, I don't envy you uh, getting stung basically on the pointer finger slash thumb slash... But that's a very like caveman type of move, Ben. I'm concerned, you know. What's that? Oh. Just just crushing, uh, just crushing a, a, a wasp. Like like I said, it's like you said, it's early in the morning. I'm like, ah, yeah. stupid bug, <laughs> can crush you. You should get. So if you have an ant issue though, you should get those little like ant trap type of things. I, yeah, so like I said, it's, it's getting better. And, stuff and like actually, that. my my mom suggested the gel ones that apparently work better than the little. Roach Hotel once, and so I oh, okay. got those, and yeah, yeah it's really helped. So. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, but now, now I'm worried about the wasps. <laughs> so, in addition to obviously Ben dealing with wasps, and um, and me as a young child being stung by a bee on the head, this week has been super hectic to say the least. And it has. Like I, I pulled it up on my phone because I tweeted this out on Monday. I mean, I was mentally prepared for it, but this week has really been kind of a week from hell for for sports. Um, in terms of coverage, there were. 16 golf matches this week, 6 lacrosse games, 16 tennis matches, 20 baseball games, 9 track meets, and wait, 
27 softball games just this week alone. Your um, Twitter over, feed has been bumping lately. Yes, <laughs> over the course over the course of this week. And yeah, my Twitter my Twitter I, I've had some fun stuff going on this week. The last thing uh, that I tweeted out on uh, yesterday actually. So we're rec- we're actually recording this on Friday. A rare recording on Friday that we will put out on Friday because yesterday was really busy. That's just how busy we've been. Um, There was a funny moment at the Peru-Beaquintown baseball game yesterday. It was was just a kind of an innocent moment that I just found amusing. Um, Peru had a sick, I believe a six-run second or third inning. And all of the players, for the most part, they wear shin guards to avoid against like foul balls going right off their ankles or shins and whatnot. And... um, so the six-run inning, obviously, there's guys getting hits a lot, and each time the guy, each time a player reaches first base for one reason or another, they take their shin guard off and they hand it off to the first base coach. Mm-hmm. But there were so many runs and so many players <laughs> coming through first base and whatnot, they kept handling, they kept handing off their shin guards <laughs> to who was uh, first base coach and he's the pitching coach and assistant coach for Peru, Ryan O'Connell, and um, I didn't notice this at first. But I looked over at uh, I was on I was right by the Peru dugout and Brian Marino, the uh, head coach for Peru, was right in front of me. He was coaching third base at the time, and he shouted over to Ryan. He said, "Ryan, um, do you need somebody to come over and get that?" And Ryan goes, "No, I'm good." And he just <laughs> if you go on my Twitter at Joey Lafranca, you'll see the photo. It's just probably a couple tweets down. Um, you'll see him just holding with care, like about I think probably at least I'm looking at it right now, uh, six to seven shin guards, and he's literally I mean he's literally just. Whole, I mean, and it's with, with with absolute care. I mean, he's really caring for <laughs> no, these. No, he's, he's cradling. Yes, yes, he's literally cradling the shin guards. But that was pretty funny. But, yeah, I've been out on a lot of different stuff this week. Um, golf. Wh- where did I go this week for photos? I went to a tennis match. I went to a golf match. I went to a baseball game, softball game, uh, two lacrosse games. Um, Plattsburgh High Girls Lacrosse actually got their first uh, win in program history at yes. home. Um, yes, uh, on Wednesday, actually, ever. They beat OFA, Augensburg Free Academy, a at 9 milestone victory. So, yeah, they're really, I mean, in their first year, they really kind of knocked off a couple of those milestones. They got their first win literally in their first game that was on the road. Now they've gotten their first home win, so that's nice to see the program um, really continuing to build just throughout the year. But definitely a crazy week in sports. How about in news? Oh, and also um, the spring. Um, oh yes, and spring section. I'm glad you actually brought that up. That it's been so crazy that it almost kind of flies under the radar in the grand scheme of things. But another return to normal, another step toward a return to normalcy. Um, section seven has decided to um, bring back for the spring season the traditional sectional playoffs for all the sports that they offer, um, which is great to see. Last year, the team, uh, like the uh, every every spring athlete, actually only got a week, if that, of a spring season before COVID. Obviously, mm-hmm. brought everything to a close way too soon. Um, and this year, um, in the fall, they did kind of like a postseason tournament, but it wasn't the traditional sectionals. They didn't do any type of sectionals. They they there were re- really very few actual postseason tournaments for any winter sports, but. For this spring, for Section 7, there will be all the typical sectional events for, for the spring season, which it's nice to see because it's the traditional closure to a, to a season. Mm-hmm. And it's normal. Like, you can't get more normal than that. The only thing that's missing is sectional champions this year won't go on to participate in state playoffs mm-hmm. because the New York State Public High School Athletic Association canceled state playoffs for this year, but uh, for the spring, I should say. Um, but maybe by the fall... Nothing's been confirmed yet, but everything's on the right trajectory to be able to have state playoffs back. And really, come this fall, I think 
if if we continue heading in the right direction as far as um, COVID and sports are concerned and everything for that nature, I think we're going to get to a point where we're just going to see a normal sports season again, which after this crazy, weird year of like soccer and a couple different things going on in the fall and then, you know, all the winter stuff kind of picking up after nobody thought it would ever happen. And then you got the random football and volleyball season in (laughs) mid-April and then late May, I mean, early May, and now you have the traditional spring season. It's been very weird. Um, And one thing I actually wanted to jump off, uh, jump kind of correlated with sports a little bit, is the whole mask issue, which we well, can that's get... That's how I was going to bring up, actually. We, oh, perfect. We can, we can get into that a little bit more um, from... Do you want to actually, before I go into it, why don't you lay out like what is going on with all the mask situations right now? And yes. then I will give you an example of what I've noticed kind of with sports of late. Is the fact that, yes, that recently, I believe it was actually the middle of last week, if I remember correctly, and then the Cuomo took a couple of days to think about it, mm-hmm. is that the federal government suddenly, the CDC specifically, announced the fact that fully vaccinated people can start to take the mask off a bit more um, mm-hmm. when they're out and about. And basically, in everything short of what you can imagine being kind of tightly packed um, events and or Places that, in my opinion, it still kind of makes sense, like nursing homes, medical settings, that kind of thing. But in your general, just kind of well-spaced out places, especially outside and some inside, um, workplaces, offices, stores, that kind of thing, if you're vaccinated, the government says you can now take off the mask. And um, we wrote an editorial that said that, you know, the news, as I'm sure Joey noticed, you know, that... And as other publications have pointed out, the news dropped like a bomb. Is that there was no like week ahead notice that hey, you know, oh, yeah, next no. week we're going to announce. It's just all of a sudden. I think it was a Wednesday afternoon. I saw my phone and I'm like, I saw the notice. Vaccinated people could take out the mask. I'm like, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like okay, we're doing this. Yeah, it really. I mean, we knew at some point it was going to happen, but mm. we just didn't know exactly when and. With all of this, you, there's always kind of been, I mean, if you go all the way back to last summer when it mm-hmm. was like, okay, we're in phase one now, we're in phase two, mm-hmm. like it was a progressional thing. Mm-hmm. But with this, it's been more like, all right, masks can kind of go away. Yes. Um, and as we wrote the editorial, you know, it's that there was never, science doesn't work where there's a big sign that says, okay, you know, COVID is... sure down to this you can do this it's like the scientists they have to make their best guesses and it was always going to be as you said a bit of a okay we think now is okay to relax this there's no like indication that uh, as i wrote you know there's no big neon sign that says covid is done take off your masks it was always going to be as you said a transition yes and that's always got to be a little uncomfortable for some people because it's like is it really the right time is it really the right time well, eventually, it's got to be the right time. Right. So, but as I've observed in going around and, you know, um, doing reporting, doing shopping, um, wandering around the community, right now, in my opinion, it's kind of weird <laughs> because it's like now you're at the point of do I keep the mask on to make others feel comfortable? You know, I see some people like talking to each other on the sidewalk with masks on, I see some people going into places maskless or if i approach a group maskless it's like are they cool with me being maskless or yeah. not cool with me being maskless? yeah it's it's 
kind of tricky, but again, it was always going to be. But yeah, then with sports, it's the fact that obviously mass sporting events have been a big thing. Yeah. But now it's like, what are the guidelines? It's it's <laughs> tough. So like to, to lay it out, like what the guidelines are, are you still have to wear masks. Mm-hmm. Like Section 7 is saying athletes have to wear masks, coaches have to wear masks, spectators have to wear masks. And that's been actually one of the biggest dilemmas that they've dealt with has been the spectators wearing masks. And I actually talked with um, Section 7 Executive Director Matt Wallentuck yesterday um, just to get a couple quotes from him in regard to just the accomplishment of being able, like what has led to the accomplishment of being able to offer sectionals. And we talked about that for a little bit, but we, I, I asked him, I said, what are the mandates as far as, um, how, what's, what can the capacity be? Um, what are the mask mandates, that type of thing? And he said, you know, Nothing's changed as far as the mask stuff, at least for at least for the spring. And in addition to that, the one thing that's nice is um, for the fall, the winter, and some of the spring, but now it's kind of changing now, was each ath- participating athlete was limited to two spectators. And there had to be a gate list. And if there was anybody else that wasn't attached to an athlete that had to go, you had to reach out to an AD, something like that. Um, but now there's just a 500 spectator limit basically for capacity because that's they're following the outdoor new york state guidelines Mm -hmm. um and that's what that is so that's what they're going by which i think is great because like if they were to have set a um limit that Mm -hmm. didn't coincide with the state stuff that's where we get into these like little like bizarro worlds of well they're saying we can do this Mm -hmm. but the state's saying we can do this and obviously people are going to lean toward more People right now are leaning more toward whatever allows for more freedom, obviously, mm-hmm. given what we've been through for the past year. Well, and since COVID began, that's always about the problem is, I don't know if you want to call it miscommunication or just non-coordination. Yeah. But when one group says A, and then the state says B, and then the scientists say C, everyone's like... Who do, who do you believe? <laughs> yes. And a perfect example of this whole mask situation is, I, I think a perfect example is golf. Mm-hmm. Um, with golf, the weird thing has been like I've been golfing a couple of times this year, just just uh, just you know going out on like a Saturday or something like that. I'm not wearing a mask. You're mm-hmm. outdoors. Nobody's mm-hmm. really around. That's the whole part of golf is you're either with like one or two people that you probably know, or you're not with anybody at all. And it's with, not a tightly packed sport. <laughs> no, and and with that, you don't have to wear a mask, but. Mm-hmm. These high school athletes who are competing in golf matches, they are still required to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Now, the interesting thing has been, and if, if, if people can either check it out online or you saw it in the paper, there was a photo of a Peru golfer who literally was not wearing a mask while he was teeing off for a shot. But nobody was around him. Mm-hmm. So I don't see an issue with that at mm-hmm. all. And I don't think that there should be. As long as nobody was around, and if he gets closer to either one of his teammates or one of his players or, some, or one of his opponents, then yeah, maybe put your mask on. But up to that point, I don't see an issue with it. Mm-hmm. So, and also with golf, like and, and everything really for that matter, it is a little tough maybe to, to have a mask on while you're trying to concentrate because your eyes are really focused down low if your mask rides up, different things like that. Not to say that it's impossible, but it's definitely a little bit more complicated. Mm-hmm. And golf, you have to have just so many different things like in sync. Your, your body, there's so many different factors to have a good golf swing. And maybe that could throw it off. But my main thing was there are a lot of discrepancies maybe for mm-hmm. a lack of better words when it comes to 
do you wear a mask? Why do certain people need to wear a mask? Why do some people not? And what you said too about if you're va- if you're vaccinated, mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest issue with all of this. How do we know? How do we know that you're vaccinated? Can you? Are you going? Are we going to like wear ID badges? But instead of like a ba- ID badge, it's going to be our vaccination card, and it's laminated with a lanyard around our neck. Ooh, I mean, <laughs> I think. I mean, nobody's going to do that. That would yes. be ridiculous. Although I have heard that um, media people at um, where was it? Oh, it was because I was listening to the Michael K. show, which I mm-hmm. reference on the show a couple of times. Don LaGreca, who does some uh, radio announcing for the Rangers when they were still playing, he would actually, he, he, that's what he did. He had his vaccination card around his neck um, with, with a lanyard. And when he would go in, he would be like, all right, here's my vaccination card. It's mm-hmm. almost like an ID in a sense. It's, I a, mean, pa- it's a press pass. That is your in proof. A, in a way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that's the thing is how can you credit, you know, how can we continue to incentivize people to get the vaccine? And we've been through it. If you don't want to get the vaccine, if you don't feel comfortable with it, that's your choice. Nobody's telling you you must go get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. But like we've talked about in the office in the past, there are times it's going. There are going to come a t- there's going to come a time where somebody is going to want to do something, and to do so, they're going to have to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of over time, different people like to do different things, and eventually, the thing that that person likes to do part of the requirement is going to be having to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be sooner, rather that, r- rather r- whether that be now or later, that's that's a big thing. So I, I, I don't know what exactly is going to, to happen as far as that's concerned, because I think that'll be something, that'll be an interesting storyline for the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but also too, I think the vaccination thing is a great incentive to get to get the, I, I think going to different things is a great mm-hmm. incentive to get the vaccine. Like for example, sporting events. Mm-hmm. More times than not, you have to like uh, this weekend. The Knicks are going to host the Hawks at Madison Square Garden. There's supposed to be fifteen thousand people there, which is the biggest event that's happened in New York City, uh, indoor event that's happened in New York City in quite some time. Mm-hmm. But you have to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not vaccinated, can't go. So that that's the type of thing that I think will be interesting come you know come through the summer and, and things like that. But but you know what really um, motivates people? What cold hard cash? I saw that. So tell me more <laughs> about this because I thought I saw something about it, but I never really looked into it. So I I'm just curious to hear about it myself. So I forget if it was in this story or an Associated Press story, but is that yes that. In the coming week, from Monday to Friday next week, if you get vaccinated at a state-run site, you get a lottery scratch ticket with prizes up to $5 million. And from what I heard, <laughs> these, are, these aren't like, you know, your $1, like, you know, happy birthday cards. Oh, they're they, like These legit. are like worth... Twenty dollar value. So there's actually. Why didn't a, we get? Why, why? Why didn't we get these things? <laughs> well, so that's like, the thing. It's the fact that I'm reading through it. And I'm like, okay, where's the grandfathered in? If you've already gotten vaccinated, you get no, no. Yeah, it's just for that's so, just for new people. <laughs> that's so strange. I always <laughs> that like, we we the ones who went through the goodness of our heart. We don't get any money. Yeah. But this one it's for dragging the other people in there. That's so. that's that's. I mean, hey, I'm all for whatever gets people more shots mm-hmm. because, like, from my perspective, I. Have no problem saying this i am of the mindset of that the vaccinations are a good thing mm-hmm. i 
don't disrespect the people. Uh oh, we're gonna have the mo we're gonna have the lawnmowers coming by now. You hear this? Uh oh. Well, the Press Republican uh, is getting uh, their lawn mode right it's now. It's spring, so people. Enjoy that. <laughs> um, I, we've had some really funny backgrounds on some of these podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the one thing we haven't had is the train go by. No. No, I, I think that more happens at night. I don't think the train yeah, goes by too we, much during the day. Yeah, we timed this well for that. But, yeah, yeah but is that, yeah, it's, it's a way of getting people in there, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, like what I was saying, too, before the, the mower rudely interrupted, um, I am of the mindset of, like, I think the vaccines are a good thing, and I hope as many people can get vaccinated as possible because I think that is a recipe for success. But at the same time, I'm not going to judge somebody for not getting the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Like, that is their choice. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody should have that approach. And that's the same type of approach I think people should have with masks right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody is wearing a mask in a grocery store, and whether they are vaccinated or not, and this could be any setting, I'm just using a grocery mm-hmm. store as an example, that's fine. Mm-hmm. There's no issue with that. I might do that myself, depending mm-hmm. on cer- certain circumstances. Because just, I just might feel a little bit safer doing that. Well, then I, I saw a tweet this morning that said, essentially, um, that, you know, somebody said, you know, hey, I'm coming over to your house, you know, um, would you like me to wear a mask? Yeah. Would that make you feel more comfortable? And the friend was like, yeah, if you don't mind. And yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's become kind of a courtesy thing. Like Exactly. You know. And it's not a difficult thing to do. We've been doing it for over a year now. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's nothing, it's nothing that, that is... Nothing that's challenging to do mm-hmm. unless you have a breathing issue, but that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's, that's, a whole, a lot that's a whole other thing. But I guess um, one thing is the fact that this can be a transition. Sure. Um, is that the other morning I went to the, um, uh, the Plattsburgh uh, fire station for the um, demonstration for the police. Oh, around. yeah, yeah. I'm excited and to talk about this. Yes. Is the fact that walking into that, again, various police officers and officials were invited. And in the room, it was a mix of masks and unmasks, which is perfectly, you know, allowable in the new guidelines. But again, it's like, <laughs> it's, and, and, you know, and it's... It's weird because it just started. Yes, it's, it's weird a, because it just started. Period. And it's also, it's just the fact that as with any precaution, it's like, at least in my view, you know, you start to feel like... And again, and I'm putting this out there for, this is my own feeling. I'm putting this out for, for other people that might feel this way. You feel, am I being overcautious? Do I look kind of lame putting on the mask of like, yeah. oh, look at that guy walking into the room still afraid and putting on his mask when the rest of us are all just out here. But again, as you said, you know, and that's just self-consciousness. But I think, as, as you said, it's um, it's now a courtesy and it's up to you. So. Yeah, nobody should feel judged. Mm-hmm. Uh, or don't feel... I, I shouldn't say nobody should feel... You can feel judged mm-hmm. if you want to. But I, what I'm saying is... You don't have don't, to. Don't have to worry about mm-hmm. it. It's just... It's one of those things where do what you feel comfortable doing. And whatever mm-hmm. you feel comfortable doing, as long as it's not endangering other people, do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 uh, that and that goes for a lot of things in life. It's not just about mask wearing. I mean, we don't have to go down a rabbit hole of life advice from Joey here, but well, maybe it, that can be a new segment on the pod later on. It reminds me of like um, <laughs> as has often been compared, seatbelts. Yeah, you know, there's plenty of people still nowadays that hop in a car, wear seatbelts. I will say this: wear <laughs> seatbelts. That's not a good idea not to wear a seatbelt. You don't want to be going flying through your windshield if you get into a car. No, accident. but there are people who are just like, yeah, I'm good. No, yeah. I'm not stuck in the car. 
pay yeah. for any seatbelts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are some things where, like, wear your seatbelt. Yes. That's not, you know, we. I will say this right now as a PSA. Wear your seatbelt when you're in a motor vehicle. That is just a, a good piece of advice to have. <laughs> but speaking of being restrained, yes. again, went to the fire station for a demonstration of the bubble wrap. Which yeah. was cool. <laughs> I'll yeah. just say that for right now. So but, explain what it is. So it is a device. I compare it to like a walkie-talkie. You yep. know, kind of the yellow walkie-talkies that you see. Um, they fit nicely in your hand. They're about... Kara compared it to kind of a bulkier remote control. Mm-hmm. And you load it with kind of a, um, a flat square cartridge. Okay. And then you point it... And kind of like you don't aim it. There's no um, like... Um, which McCall is not gun shaped, so you don't have like a, a holster and you whip it out. Yeah. No, you hold it kind of in your hands like a remote out yep. toward the person that you want to wrap up. <laughs> and then you, there's a trigger, a big trigger button that you press on it. And then it makes a very loud bang <laughs> and it shoots out uh, these, um, this cord that, um, and actually, shoot! I should. I have. Not. I have a good. I have a good. Because you showed it to me, I have yes. a good analogy for people to kind of uh, image it. Mm-hmm. If you're at a meat market, and, <laughs> yes. and oh you, yes. and you get like a pound of ground meat or something, ground beef mm-hmm. or something, and they wrap it up in those little like that twine. Mm-hmm. That's imagine that, but imagine that's what this device does to the human body. It, it yes. kind of does a couple around like the lower part of the legs, the upper part of the legs. And then it just takes them down from there because they just lose the ability to walk. Imagine if you could shoot that rope onto the meat. <laughs> yes, it would save a lot of time. You wouldn't have to actually tie it up. But I, I yes. think that's a good way to try, to try and image, image well, the way it looks. And then the other thing is that a lot of people, you know, when you, when you hear the word bolo, it's number one. I think of, you know, out west as the, they used to do Yeah, bolo, well, bolo tie, yeah. Yes. But is or, that, if, or if you're younger, YOLO. Yes. <laughs> no, it's not the yellow route. But is there, um, a lot of people have talked about um, that game that you play during the summer where you have the balls that you throw at a little... Um, oh, the ladder balls? Yes, ladder yeah. balls. Yes, that's kind of the same idea. I too, have a different that, name to call it, but that's not podcast yeah. <laughs> But is so <laughs> that I was... So I was trying to videotape it, yep. which as I showed Joey, there's a, and it's on my Twitter, um, Ben Row Photo, but is the... Um, so I was aiming the camera at the people shooting it, and then I was going to kind of pan over as it gets shot at the legs. But it happens so quickly that it's like one second I'm looking at it, and then the next second the guy's legs are just snapped. They're tied. Yeah. And so... Yeah, you couldn't You couldn't see... I would be interested to see if we could slow down the video if you could actually see the thing going. <clears throat> because it, it's so fast. It is. I was honestly, for some reason, <laughs> expecting to like see them twirling in the air. As they yeah, yeah. Them. But no, it's like... One second you're standing, one second snap, you're caught. Yeah. And so, again, watch. <laughs> I mean, with law enforcement technology, obviously it's a big social justice, law enforcement, that kind of thing. It's I'm, a safer from, way to restrain somebody. From minus a, the fact that when they probably, if they're running, they're trying to evade police and they're running, they, they will they will fall. literally <laughs> land on their face and probably break their nose. But, but from other a, than that, it's better than getting shot. It is, and that's the purpose of it. But from a purely technological standpoint, it's just cool yeah. that all of a sudden, like, as people have said, it's like Spider-Man. Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. You can just shoot out this thing, and suddenly they're restrained. And so, 
And so they talked about a lot of things. Um, we're actually going to have a big, um, the story's going to tomorrow's paper. Um, they talked about different situations like um, that obviously certain situations, as Kara said, you know, um, as we were at our reporter, Kara Chapman afterwards said, kind of what's the catch? Mm-hmm. You know, is that this thing can't be perfect. And is that the catch is, of course, that in more active situations, it becomes less effective. If right. somebody is running and their legs are, you know, moving around, that's tough. It obviously. might only get like one leg instead <laughs> of both. And that's the one thing that I noticed, too, in the video. The guy's legs were like so close together. Yes, he was like, in scarecrow. He, he literally made it like super easy to demonstrate yes. how it works, which is fine for a demonstration, but... I would be curious, like, what if somebody has, like, a wide stance or yes. something like that? Like, how wide are these actual things before they wrap around people's legs? Well, they showed, um, they showed some videos of different situations um, where they use them, like police body cam. And is that largely it's people that are being belligerent. Sure. And you could, without the bottle wrap, you could tase them, which yeah. can be harmful. Or you could run toward them and try and restrain them, which is risky, obviously. This is... So it's not necessarily somebody who is, again, trying to run away from you. It's someone that you're talking to, and they're clearly not going to calm down and just come with you. And so this is a way of kind of, well, of, again, restraining them without having to get yourself into there. And so, like, um, they had this one guy that... um, he had a um, stay away order from his wife and kids, mm-hmm. and he was at their house, um, you know, um, menacing them. And so he was intoxicated heavily. And so he was clearly a threat to the family. Sure. He had to be removed from the situation. He wasn't going to just take your hand and yeah. <laughs> be guided Come away. on, dude. <laughs> yes. Get out of here. It's that, no, that he was swearing up a storm. And so it's like, well, great. How do we get this guy out of here? Again, you could have three dudes, like, tackle him and bring him down. That would be messy. Or, as they showed there, somebody casually lifted up the bottle wrap, fired it, and then all of a sudden he's restrained and you can go and handcuff him. And I think think this whole thing is a great situation. It's something they can do before having to use other types of force that are a little bit more Mm -hmm. more intense. So I I think it's great. When are they going to, or have they already started implementing these into into just different equipment that uh, police? They haven't done it right here. This was basically the sales pitch meeting where these people came and showed this is what it's like. And then the are people using it in other? Yes, they are. Yes, and um, and actually their um, their YouTube channel. I looked it up. The company they have a really good YouTube channel where they share news clips and body cam. Oh, cool! Cool. Where you can like go and see it in action in various places and. um, but yeah, is that as um, some of the officers at the demonstration told us and told Kara, is that it's um, policing is as much about technology as a lot of things. Oh, you know, in today's the, day and age, of course, yeah, yes. Is that, you know, um, it's a kind of an extension of as, um, as people were saying, is, you know, handcuffs, batons, tasers. It's a progression of trying to solve a problem. Yeah. And is this a magic bullet? No, it's not a be-all, end-all. But it's another step forward. And so I think, yeah, it's exciting. And as as we wrote in our editorial, you know, there will be people that will say, 
well, it's not good in this situation or this situation or this situation, but that's not really the point. It's just another option on their tool belt that they can use. Exactly, so. exactly. It's been, it, but that was definitely a, a highlight of the week in terms of some new stuff that's mm-hmm. just a little bit more interesting. Um, is there any other like new stuff that you kind of wanted to hit upon real quick in terms of, I don't know, anything else? There, this week was kind of like not nothing too crazy crazy happened no i mean thankfully (laughs) yes thankfully i mean the biggest thing um i guess the only other thing i would say is the fact that um 12 to 15 year olds um have started to get covid vaccinations which is good good. yeah and um is that you know you think about kids going back to school and that kind of thing so um we had a really sweet um article um that i saw that yeah yeah about teens that are like you know getting to be part of this whole recovery effort and that kind of thing yeah um but no, but actually, um, we had a special game in plan. Yes, I'm, I'm so. ready. So <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I did like a little trivia with uh, Ben Rowe and Jolo, uh, uh, just about a number of different things. And, and Ben asked me the other day, he said, I want to do sports trivia with you. And I said, okay, let's see, let, let's do it. So Ben has come up with... I don't, is this multiple choice or is this just like... This is multiple choice, Okay, that, yes. that helps at least. That would be a little <laughs> bit more fun because if it was just like... Who is this? And I'm like, I don't know. Um, but like, we're gonna see. Like, I, personally, I'm just intrigued by Ben Rowe, a non-sports person, coming yes. up with a sports like trivia <laughs> thing. It could be like either like super easy for me, or it could be. Ridic- That's what I'm curious. It could be ridiculously <laughs> difficult. I mean, if you throw out like some archery facts, I'm not gonna know much. But like, if you do the generic sports type of things, I might know a little bit more. But how many questions are there? Ten questions. Okay, there's ten questions. Yes. All right. So we'll start out with a couple that I think you might know pretty well. Okay. So yeah. Question number one: What pitcher holds the record for most complete games in an MLB career? Is it A, Don Sutton, B, Roy Halladay, C, Cy Young, or D, Nolan Ryan? Um, I think it's Cy Young. That is correct. Yeah. I was going to say it's either him or Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan was a very good pitcher too, but I, it's, I think Cy Young. Cy Young pitched 749 complete games over the course of his 22-year career. That's crazy. Only three pitches have even started that many games. Young, Don Sutton, and Nolan Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's that's actually so. interesting. Yeah, Cy Young, for, for who you probably don't know this. I, I actually do. do I know, do you know about the award. Yes. Like, that, when a mm-hmm. pitcher has a really good year, it's they literally win the Cy Young Award, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of cool. So, isn't yeah. He, isn't he also on a really valuable baseball card or something like that? It's him and Ty Cobb is another yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Those 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 guys. Like, mm-hmm. there, there are a couple, like, super, like, rare... Type of type of cards. Yeah. Oh, and Hounus Wagner is another one. That's, Ooh, that's like that's like the I th- I'm pretty yeah. Haun- the Hounus Wagner card is like the holy grail of of baseball cards. I think there were only like nine or something like that. Oh, that reminds me. What was that kid's name last night that I meant to point out to you in the um that I thought had a really cool name? Lazarus that? Blacksmith. Yes. Yes. From <laughs> Shout out to Lazarus. Yes. Blacksmith. So there's a baseball player on Keene. Valley's uh, baseball team. His name is Lazarus Lazarus Blacksmith. By far the coolest name that I have ever seen come across a sports story. So I want shout his out, baseball card. Shout, <laughs> shout out to Laz. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number two. Yes. What Chicago Bears running back 
was known as the Galloping Ghost. Oh. Harold Grange, A. B. Gail Sayers. I won't even say the letters. Harold Grange, Gail Sayers, Jim Brown, or Walter Payton, the Galloping Ghost. Oh, God. Well... Oh, it wasn't, no, it wasn't, uh, I think it was Gail Sayers. Nope, Hall of Famer Harold Grange. Okay, that was the one person I've never even heard of before. I've really never heard, uh, Gail Sayers was on the Bears. Jim Brown wasn't even on the Bears. (laughs) (laughs) So. He was so dominating in 1924 game against Michigan. Oh my God, okay. (laughs) I don't feel, I don't feel bad about this now, 1924. Gaining 262 yards and scoring four touchdowns in just 12 minutes. <laughs> that he four had... touchdowns in 12 minutes? <laughs> was the other team even on the field? <laughs> that he inspired Grantland Rice to write the following poem, which spawned his famous nickname. A streak of fire, a breath of flame, eluding all who reach and clutch. A gray ghost thrown into the game that rival hands may never touch. A rubber bounding, blasting soul. I wish I had known a little bit more about like I, I. I was trying to think like, did Gail Sayers have a nickname? And that's why I went with him because I wasn't sure if if I had been able to use process of elimination on that, then I would have gone with with that guy. But all right, I feel okay about that. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't. I don't feel like that was like a question I should have gotten right now. The that big I, game back in nineteen twenty. Yeah, nineteen twenty four. <laughs> literally almost a hundred years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. What coach, number three, what coach came off the bench to play for his team in the Stanley Cup Finals? <laughs> Dick Irvin, Toe Blake, Wayne Gretzky, or Lester Patrick? Who was? Who are the first two? Dick Irvin and Toe Blake. At least I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, Dick Irvin? Nope, Lester Patrick. Yeah, see, I don't know any of these guys. <laughs> it's not every... Oh, well, okay, I see why. Um, it's not every day a 44-year-old coach comes off the bench and ends up playing goalie for his team in the Stanley Cup final. But that's just what Lester Patrick did for the <laughs> oh Rangers back in 1928. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's, that's... Not only that, but he gave up only one goal. Wow, good for him. And the Rangers <laughs> went on to defeat the Montreal Maroons in overtime. Wow, interesting. Well, that's that's a good one. Okay, so I'm only one for three so far. This is kind of alarming. Here we go. Can, is there anything not from, like, the uh, Prohibition <laughs> era? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> is this all prohibition era <laughs> questions? Uh, I will throw you a non-prohibition one. The next one's actually too. Okay. What NFL player debuted as a pro wrestler in 2004? Brian Urlacher. Mike, Ur- Urlacher. Urlacher. Mike Ditka. Um, Junior Sow or Ray Lewis? Junior Seau. Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, and this was in 2004. And he de- wait, he debuted as a wrestler? Yes, as a pro wrestler. Oh, my God. Uh, say, just say him quick one more time. Brian Erlicker. I think it was him. It was. Yeah, okay. I was, I, I'm, yeah, okay, we'll go with him. He made a pro, eight-time Pro Bowl linebacker 
made a pro wrestling appearance in 2004. Yeah. Press slamming a former Survivor contestant, Johnny Fairplay, <laughs> which that's like the most 2000s thing. Yes, that, that, is, very two, that is very 2000s. I was, I, I was confident in saying Brian Urlacher because that guy was just a tank. Like, <laughs> and he had such a good football name. Well, now i got to look it up. What do you got to look up? The, the What he looks like. What he looks like? Oh, he's just an absolute monster. I was. Uh, oh, he looks like a pro wrestler. Yeah, he, he's very, he's very large. He's. Uh, I'm pretty sure he got inducted into the Hall of Fame either recently or he's going to. I'm just. I. I can't remember for sure. Um, but okay, I feel. I feel good about that. That was a little bit of a pull because I was. I, I'm not too big into like wrestling, so that was. That was a good one for me. Oh yeah, look at that. That is 2000s right there. Let me see. Let's see this. Ray Lewis, by the way, was my was going to be my other guest, but I was like, I don't think Ray. Yeah, oh yeah, that, that's very two thousand. So we got like uh, the the picture that Ben just showed me. We got like people like a- with baseball caps on backwards, baggy jeans, <laughs> white shirts, red shirts. Yeah, that's very that's very early two thousands looks. Yeah, it was like what happened? What happened? Like whatever happened with like the nine the 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 fashion transition from the nineties to the two thousands was funny. Like. The colors were still there kind of from the 90s, but everything got looser. Yes. <laughs> Everyone just got lazy and like, you know what, jeans, t-shirts, go for it. Yeah, exactly. I like that. All right, hit me with another one. Are we going Let's back see. to the Prohibition era? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what country won the first World Cup in 1930? Oh, goodness. Uruguay, Argentina, Switzerland, or Brazil? Uh... <laughs> I mean, there's one that kind of stands out as not. Is, <laughs> well, yeah, one for sure. But honestly, going all the way back, Sam, one more time. Uruguay, yeah, Argentina, Switzerland, or Brazil. Um, I, I'm gonna go with Argentina. Nope, Uruguay, Uruguay. defeated okay. Argentina four oh, two. Okay, okay. These are <laughs> actually Switzerland. <laughs> I was going to say it's not Switzerland, and I don't think Brazil was like that big into soccer just yet. All right, what boxer famously <laughs> said that he should be a postage stamp because that was the only way he'd ever get licked? <laughs> <laughs> Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, Oscar De La Hoya, or Joe Frazier? Joe Frazier. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali said that? He's famous for his okay. colorful quotations. Yeah, I mean, you, you're pulling out all the sports that like are like the <laughs> yeah, fringe sports. Yeah, this is that what I, non-sports people. Yes. <laughs> Muhammad Ali. Would you also, have known any of these questions? <laughs> I would have guessed that one. Really? Oh, just because that's the one. Because yeah. I know that he liked to say weird stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. He also said, I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. I mean, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty cool. Okay. All right. Which of the following was not an NBA team? The Providence Steamrollers, <laughs> the Chicago Stags, oh my God, the Indianapolis Olympians, or the Austin Assassins? Uh, <laughs> I, these were NBA teams. Yes. When? Not the Prohibition era, <laughs> but a little later. What I mean, this won't give me any hint. Don't worry. What era was this? The late forties. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go with the assassins. 
That's correct. Okay, because that just sound that that <laughs> sounded very like over the top, like almost that you made that up. The Southwest Snakes. <laughs> yes. The I it was because it was the double A. It yes. Just, it, it almost sounded like that. Just we, sounded too cheesy. We are there. What were the other team names? The Providence Steamrollers. Okay, which that's is cool. yeah. That sounded kind of actually real. The Chicago Stags. Yep, yeah, that. Well, I, I kind of stayed away from that one because it was Chicago. I was like, I could see that. Sure. And the Indianapolis Olympians. And I, 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 I was, I knew that one was, I knew that one was a team because of Indianapolis and how big basketball is there. And also, Austin, Texas doesn't really strike me as yeah. too much of a basketball <laughs> town. So that's what. It, and I, who knows? I don't even know if that would be Austin, Texas. It might be some other Austin. Who knows? Well, the Stags were from 1946 to 1950. Yeah. The Olympians were from 49 to 53. And the steamrollers only steamrolled from 46 to 49. So. <laughs> okay. A couple seasons. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so what, I have three right now? I believe so. How many more are left? Three more. Okay, so I literally can't pass. <laughs> I'm going if for you, a if you I'm nail going all for, these. I'm going, for a, good. I'm going for a 60. <laughs> what team in the 1974 World Cup... Tried to, Why soccer? <laughs> tried to steal a BMW bus. <laughs> I've never heard of this before. Oh, wait. I didn't write the answers down to that one. You didn't write the answers down? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let me see. I well, stole, um, stole a bus? Yes. I'll just give you this one. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> During the 1974 World Cup of Munich, national teams were given BMW buses for transportation. I've never heard this After story. being eliminated, Zaire unsuccessfully tried to drive theirs back to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's so awesome. What a, what a great, what a great, pal- so they literally just tried to drive their bus back. Screw you, we're taking the bus. Where was, <laughs> where was that World Cup held? Munich. So they would, they would have a long. Wait, happy. how would they have even. They have to drive it back to Russia and like yeah, <laughs> interesting. Okay, okay. I like I like I like this. I like this. Okay, what is the world record for longest usable golf club? Longest. Mm-hmm. Is it forty-three feet <laughs> no inches? Is it fourteen feet two inches? Twenty feet six inches? Or nine feet eight inches. Um, the longest usable golf club. Okay, so I know it's not the that ridiculous one that you said, like forty-three. 40, feet. I know it's not that one. <laughs> okay, so, and what were the other? It was, I, so I have the nine point eight thing. Yep. And what were the other two? Twenty point six. Okay, that one's definitely not it. I don't think either. And fourteen point two. I'm just going to go 9.8. I don't think any... 14, 14 feet? Yep. No, I'm going to go 9. As of 2016, Michael Furr of Arlington, Texas, held the record for longest usable golf club, a 20-foot... No way. ...6-inch oh driver goodness. that he used to hit a ball 63 yards in the air. That's ridiculous. Okay. Well, I don't even feel bad about that because that's just absurd that it, like that that happened 20, a 20 feet a 20 foot golf club do you know how long that is <laughs> like how can you even i was trying i thought you meant more of i thought you meant more of the scenario of like what was the legal the, see the question was flawed i thought you meant like what is a legal golf club length 
Well, that's they say longest. Oh, usable, I guess. Yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. Let's see. Well, I get twenty could be, but forty-three could be too. Technically speaking, I mean, it would be super weird. But I mean, you probably have to have like a couple people holding it. <laughs> yeah, unless it's like super light, like fiberglass or something. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All, all right. right. And then the last question. This is this. This has been very entertaining. Good. <laughs> Is that so? The website that I copied these from it didn't have a very easy. Um, oh, there we go. All right, it didn't have a very easy way to copy paste these. Last question <laughs> What major league baseball player famously said they don't think it be like it is, but it do? <laughs> Was it Daryl Strawberry, Buck O'Neill? Oscar Gamble or Yogi Berra? Uh, it sounds like a yogiism. Is I'm, that... I'm going to go with Yogi. It is not. No, hold on, hold on. Oh, wait, I didn't even expect that. <laughs> I think, okay, if it's not him, then is it Oscar Gamble? Yes. Yeah, okay, I was I was going to say it sounds like an, a yogi thing, maybe, but uh, yeah, Oscar Gamble. Have you? Did you look him up? I did. He had big he has the afro. Yes. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Uh, and he has like it's. There's a funny photo of him with a big afro, and then he's got the little Yankee yes. hat on. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, I knew it was. I was like, okay, it sounds like maybe a yogi thing, but I'll go with Oscar. But no, I, I'm fine with. I'm fine with. I'm fine with maybe getting that wrong. I have literally only heard that as like a meme phrase. So yeah. I didn't even know someone had actually said that. Someone famous. That's right up there with Michael Jordan saying the ceiling is the roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right up there with that. I think I think that's great. Uh, but no, that was fun. I enjoy, I enjoyed that. I mean, I I didn't know what to expect. I thought it could be very random, and it, it indeed was. Um, <laughs> what did I get? Three correct? Maybe four? Let's so, see. Yeah, I, I think I, I think got four. Got I I think I got four correct. I'm good with that. I think I'm 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 okay. Um, yeah, I would have been interested to know if like Joe would have known the the hockey one. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the one that I'm the a little one where the upset. coach came out. Yes, and, that's the mm-hmm. one I think I'm a, like the only one that I'm kind of upset at myself at for not knowing potentially. Or but, Ben Watson. Yeah, I wonder if Ben Watson would know that one. But yeah, other than that, I'm not even mad that I got any of those other ones the wrong. Oh, and didn't... maybe the boxing one. But like full disclosure, I'm not big into boxing at all. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the things that I've never really gotten into much. But I think some people will probably probably be listening to this and go like, "How did Joey not get that?" But yes, but the fact that you didn't know from the shoeless Joe Jackson era like baseball trivia. Is not yeah, bad. no, that that was fun though. I I enjoyed that. Well, see, good. see, that was good. And I, that 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 makes me. I think I think maybe next week we should we should do segment two of uh, Joe against Ben trivia. Yes, I think that I, would, like that. I think that would be mm-hmm. very enjoyable. Um, but yeah, other other than that. I think this was uh, this was pretty solid. I think, I think th- so too. you realize we've been talking for like fifteen minutes. Joe Joe's missing out on all this, this sports knowledge. This, no, <laughs> when whatever knowledge. I don't know if you want to call it sport. I mean, it's sports knowledge, yes. But that golf, sw- I I want to look up the video of that yes. golf club being swung like that. I can. You have to stand so far. Oh, that's crazy. That's that's amazing. Um, but yeah. Anyways, you can listen to this podcast on PressRepublican.com, Apple Podcasts. SoundCloud. You can also find it on our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our Twitter page, and um, also our Instagram. We put the link in our Instagram bio. Um, if you can't find it anywhere else, let me know. I'll try and put it somewhere else. 
But do you want to sign us off today? Well, one more question real quick. Yeah. What is the normal length of an average golf club? Not 20-some-odd feet, that's for sure. Um, I mean, I, I know, would, I know I there's would, various I would clubs, think, right? I mean, depending on the club, I mean, a driver is probably maybe five to six feet long, maybe. 48 inches. So what's that in feet? 48, that's four feet. Four feet. Yeah. I mean, depending on... Depending on the club. Well, I was going to say, is that that big club, that would be good for social distancing, certainly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or just absolutely demolishing someone. Yes. Just swinging around. Or, or a row of people. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Right through. Yeah, no, I think that's... I, ooh, that... How? Wait, which one was it? 20 some odd feet? That's yeah, crazy to me. I think almost 21 feet. That's absurd. <laughs> That's absurd. Also, just trying to manufacture that is crazy, too. Yeah. And you have to have, and how he hit it like 63, 63 yards? Mm-hmm. That's not bad. I mean, I, also, I wonder is like the, the head of it just normal sized? <laughs> is, like, is it like really long and then just a plain size? I could, tough. I mean, if it's normal sized or even even a little bit bigger, I'd still think it would be hard to make contact with it. They, would almost, say, ha- yes. they would almost have to like really like guide it, have the muscle memory of the swing path <laughs> to try and have it come through because otherwise it would be really, re- otherwise it would be. Re- <laughs> Yeah, it would be really ridiculous otherwise. So, but yeah. With that visual. Yeah, other than that. Ben, Thanks, why, everybody. Why don't you sign us off? And we are wishing everybody a little weak side help. <laughs>